On this week's episode of Bungalore on the Bus, we are hanging out at the Outpost in Maitland. We're out of bounds. <laughs> <laughs> Is that your Guy Fieri? Out of bounds? Out of bounds. Welcome to Bungalower and the Bus. I am the Bus, John Busdecker. And I'm a life-sized homo sapien, Brendan O'Connor from Bungalower.com. You're, you're some kind of homo. Hey. <laughs> Here on Bungalower. Can I say that? Oh, you just did. Okay. <laughs> you just Homo sapien. It's the KBB. <laughs> <laughs> it's kicking in already. I'm you John. might recognize that voice. It's Miss Julie Casey from the Outpost Neighborhood Kitchen. You've been on before, Miss Julie. I have. It's been a while. I missed you guys. Oh, well, you moved. Us. We did move. Big move, actually. Not well, big, not too far away. We but put big, on our big girl pants and we moved. It's still in Central the, Florida. <laughs> your space, you're in Maitland in the Maitland City Center. Yep. Yeah, and we're in w- Maitland tonight. Would you say it's twice as big as it was before? Square footage wise, it is. Okay. Twice, but people don't believe that. They think it's triple the space of what we had in college. I, I felt like it was too. Yeah. Maybe it's just the ceiling space. I think it's the nice ceiling height. I think it's the really true open kitchen that you can actually see what's going on in there now. Oh. I think that helps. Nobody pushing you out of the way when you're making macaroni. No, but I might have to have people sign disclaimers if they want to sit at those chef's table seats because there's some language that can be questioned. Oh, that's part of it, though. That's part. I've, <laughs> I worked, like I've that. worked in the kitchen. You've worked in the kitchen. <laughs> oh, yeah, I have. Yeah, yeah that's part and of I it. I was so bad. The yeah. guys are like, you're warning guests first before they sit there, right? Well, yeah. <laughs> we should, we should <laughs> say, if this is the first time you've heard us, uh, we talk about all things downtown Orlando and the surrounding neighborhoods. Bungalow neighborhoods, yeah. which Maitland's not necessarily in our coverage area, but we had to come out because Julie invited us that's and right. you made some amazing food and drink. Yes. Thanks, yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's why we're excited. here. Yeah. Yeah. We're going to get fueled up. We'll take lots of pictures of all the things that we're going to be shoving in our faces. It's true. I'm so hungry, too. And I can eat a lot, Julie. Well, we're going to feed you good. So, Julie, maybe for people that have never been to the Outpost, why don't you describe what the Outpost is? The Outpost is a post-prohibition-themed scratch kitchen. Ooh. In a nutshell. Which okay. means you make everything in-house. Yes. Yeah, what does that mean in-house. for us uh, not we so fancy folks? We make everything from scratch. We're not buying salad dressings. We're making them. All the sauces on all the plates are made from scratch. We're doing hand, um, hand patty burgers. You name it. Nice. Nice. And so... <laughs> hand uh, patty burger is a great <laughs> drag queen name. <laughs> <laughs> All you think of is drag queens. Yeah, I want to be one. I know you do. I know you do. So, Julie, Hi, I'm is, is, is there something that you're kind of known for here? Well, I don't want to say the old-fashioned because everybody okay. says meant, they're I meant food, but drinks Food-wise, too. Yeah, so this, this gimlet's pretty good. The gim- gimlet's amazing. From College Park, we brought our shrimp and grits, which we're known for. We brought our chicken fried chicken, which we're also known for. Chicken ah. fried chicken? The collard greens. Okay. Um, mac and cheese. I used to do a white cheddar mac and cheese in College Park. Now we're doing a smoked Gouda. Ooh. Oh, it sounds a Gouda. Yeah. I hope we get some of that. <laughs> I came in second at the Macdown with the smoked Gouda. So oh, all right. Who came I think there's food right, coming right now. We got our first round of food, guys. Oh, we got some what food is it? Out. What so do we got what we're looking one at? One of the things that we played with, with uh, post-prohibition in the 20s and 30s was the idea of the finger sandwiches back then. Okay. So okay. we rolled out a section on our menu called Toasts. Oh, these toast. are toasts. So, um, nice. Chef Nick did a chicken liver mousse that you've got on here oh. with an apple mustarda on top. I love it. And You're an apple mustarda. <laughs> <laughs> and then you've got a oh my mushroom gosh. toast. 
Um, it's all different types of mushrooms, and then with a house-made farmer's cheese right on top of that it. That looks delicious. I, I like this it. because a lot of times you go to restaurants, and, and, and this is like, I would describe this as like an American restaurant. Yeah. A lot of times you kind of see the same stuff on the menu. There's right. burgers, and that's fine. I mean, everybody has their own taste, but I like when you see different stuff. Yep. And so when I see chicken liver toast, yeah. I'm one that would order that because I like to try new things. Yeah. Uh, and Good. so I'm, I'm glad to see this. You're in the right spot then, John. I am. I, tell you, I am. I'm a picky eater. And when Chef, Chef Nick first came to me about this, I was like, I don't know, Nick. I don't <laughs> know if I'm going to eat it. I don't know if our guests are going to eat it. And it's honestly one of my favorite things on the menu. Good. Let's talk about Chef Nick. Because before yeah. this, Chef Nick was where? Ravenous pig. That is crazy, girl. Yes. You got a, you got a former ravenous pig I did, yeah. So he opened Ravenous. And then when they opened Cask and Larder, he opened Cask and Larder. And then they moved him back over to Ravenous. So he was running the kitchen over there under James and Julie. Nice. Okay. And now he's running mine. Nice. He and you like, stole them. It's no, like working I, with I, my I little brother. That. I love it. <laughs> nice guy, too. Yeah, he is. Yeah, yeah. yeah. All right. Well, I love it. Is there I any. Too. What, if, if Say something that. Where can people find more information? It's at Outpost. Outpost K as in kitchen, B as in bar, P as in provisions.com. Okay. We're also very active on Facebook and on Instagram. And I love it. And you've only been open a few weeks. Yeah, we opened to the public on January 28th. All right. Yeah, so we're still in our soft opening, if you will. We're doing our ribbon cutting on March 13th. Okay. Oh, so there's the a mayor. bunch of stuff going on here at the Maitland City Center. There's um, a music festival going on at Sanford Brewing from 12 to 5. And then we're going to do our ribbon cutting at 6. And then Star Wars is airing in the park Ooh. right here at 7. So Can we talk a, a little day. bit about the Maitland City Center before you go? Uh, Julie, I, it's so interesting what has happened down here. Yeah, I like, think a lot of people weren't on board with this when it first was announced years and years and years ago. And that's what I've been told, yeah, for right. sure. But, but now it's like... They People built it downtown. Around. Yeah, it's, it's kind of like a mini downtown yeah. for, for Maitland residents, and they're loving it. I mean, we've got Sanford Brewing Company here. You have Medici Pizza. We've got Subway, Starbucks. A little bit of everything. Um, you've got Houndstooth, which used to be over at um, East End. Oh, so East good. End Market. Yeah. And they're yep, so Houndstooth sweet. Yeah, they're from here. Alabama. Yep. So we've got a nice little mix, and they're all small businesses, with the only exception being Starbucks and Subway. Everybody else is a small business owner. It's okay, though. got to have yeah. some other other things. Yeah, yeah I want them to pay the heavier part of the rent, so I'm totally fine with it. <laughs> Julie, so, thank you so much. Yes. We're going to take some pictures, and we'll keep talking the news. All right, sounds good. All right. Well, that was great. Julie's great. First round done. Y'all missed it. We paused a little bit, and uh, that toast is amazing. I didn't even see all the other toasts on there, no. but those two were delicious. That mushroom toast one, because uh -huh. it's like the fancy like woodland mushrooms. Yeah, it's the it's not those cheap mushrooms you yeah. get at, at Publix. Yeah, not like a button-you-up These are the ones you pick out in the forest, not yeah. the wacky kind, though. Well, I don't know. They could Maybe. It's Maybe. a little early in the show. <laughs> I'll let you know in five minutes. <laughs> Check back in. So what do you know about the news? Well, everything. I know everything about the news. All right. Well, President Biden just extended a moratorium on pandemic home foreclosures. Okay. So you can't kick me out of your house or more likely yeah. they can't kick you out of your house. Because it was about to end. It was. Know, in March. That, uh -huh. that moratorium. Although I heard there's some ways around this. And so I, I heard a story the other day where... Let's say you have a year lease and your lease is up and okay. then your landlord is just like, you know what? I'm not going to renew your lease now or I'm not going to go month to month yeah. now. Well, and so that's sort of a shortcut around sort of kicking people out. Yeah. If, if he's not uh, 
It's not a foreclosure. It's not. He's not kicking you out. No. Yeah, he's just not renewing your lease. Yeah, which is, you know, another way to kick you out, though. Yeah. And what if you have nowhere to go? But not forced. Well, if you have nowhere to go, it's forced. Yeah, but you're never obliged to have a renewed lease. It's true. It's true. And, but if, what he's if, not you're, re- and if he's not renewing your lease, it's... And it, it, and you're not paying. I'm sure it? it's not just because of non-payment. It might just be because they don't want to work with you because they don't. Yeah, but like you it. kick people out and they have nowhere to go. Yeah, I don't know. I'm okay. not saying kick them out. Okay. And imagine if you were homeless right now, where all that polar vortex stuff is. Oh my gosh! Are I you mean, following it's, that? It's uh, it's a good thing we live in Florida right now. John. I mean, six months from now, with hurricanes coming through, we may have another conversation. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I mean, they're getting these winter storms, not just in places they normally get them, but in Texas. Well, the issue is with cold is, like, if, if as someone who grew up with that, like, if you're not running your tap, uh-uh. your pipes are going to oh, freeze. Yeah. And yeah. if your pipes freeze, it doesn't just mean you don't get water. It means they could explode. And yeah. that's what a lot of people are dealing with right yeah. now, right? And I don't, Three I, million people are with pow- uh, without power in at Texas. Least, at least. Just Texas. Yeah. And part of that has to do with their infrastructure and their grid system and... Uh, I guess they're like on their own grid system there. Yeah, it's all yeah, right, which yeah. is so very Texas. Yeah, I don't know oh, yeah. enough about it, but it's also you know very global warming stuff. True, true. Which, and, and a lot of people are saying, "Oh, it's cold." It no, can't be it's because there's a lot of different swings now, and and things that didn't always happen yeah. are happening now. Do you know the science behind it? I know a little bit. Yeah, it's something to do with jet streams, and they come lower, and yeah, well, it's weaker. So that's what generally the jet stream was running between the two hemispheres, right? And that's what kept colder air up north during the during the winter, uh-huh. and as uh, the Arctic warms, that slows down that air pressure it slows it down so the jet stream is weaker which means those polar these polar vortexes are basically big massive fists of cold air just punching through the jet stream down into the south and uh and that's something that's going to increase they actually i think the i think i wrote it down warm arctic cold continents theory is what they're calling it and the thing is you got to plan for this stuff now before you really didn't have to and this happened 10 years ago apparently there was a really bad storm and Something similar happened, and sounds like parts of Texas were like, well, this isn't going to happen again. Well, turns out it happened again. It's happened again. What are you going to do to plan for it? And the other question is, like, what what do we do as other states? How do we help out? Do we just send people there? Is it too hard to send people there? Can we do anything? I don't know what you can do in the sense that when it's blizzards and things, right? Like, it's I guess it's just access to resources, and people are on boiled water advisories and, and like you can't just melt ice water like you have to also boil it because uh-huh. you, you don't know what's in that nope raccoon pee I don't <laughs> you don't know. want that no you get yeah. giardia and the that, beaver fever yeah and there was a, a declaration of emergency a federal declaration right as it was happening too i'm sure florida is sending something a lot of times they send power workers to go out there and help help reconnect with the power lines. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, you, but you gotta get you kind of you can't go right away because if the roads aren't clear and there's nowhere to stay and there's no Florida power, drivers yeah. can't drive in snow. They can barely drive in regular oh my weather. Gosh, here. what can you do? Yeah, so feeling bad for those folks in Texas, but you know, Ted Cruz is in Cancun partying. But then it again, up, so. I'm kind of loving that I could go pick sunflowers this weekend over at a you pick farm. You know, like uh, it's true. There yeah. are there are some definite perks of living in Florida. Yeah, it might be a giant sinkhole of misfortune, <laughs> but eventually, at, le- at least I can pick strawberries and flower and sunflowers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It look good while doing you it. You sort of take it for granted when you live here that oh yeah, I can yeah. just go for a bike ride today. I hate to rub this in, but you know, do you, you heard that Tribune publishing news this week? 
I don't work there no more. Not, so you jumped the ship. Okay, I you did. didn't have to take I, a buyout. You no, got I didn't get kid. a buyout. <laughs> <laughs> I was let go. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Well, when I got a job at Channel Two at Wesh, no, uh, I couldn't work for a competitor while also I couldn't go to a competitor. So instead of doing my two weeks, uh-huh. they said, "Oh, today's your last day." Doesn't mean you were let go. I mean, I was, I was, I mean, yeah, I got a new job, yeah, but I didn't got get, a new job. I didn't get to finish out my my two weeks that I would have liked to. But you got a new job. I know. No, what are I you know. Talking about? Well, it was just kind of unceremonious. That's all. Well, boo hoo. I'm just saying. What do you? <laughs> I was all prepared to. You're still a little hurt by it. A little I guess. bit. Like, I mean, right. you know, everybody gets their time when well, they can kind of do a last few stories they've been working on and. Say goodbye. And mine was it. just like, oh, get to today's your up. last day. I get it. Yeah. You didn't get to plan for that last it's buy fine. line. You it's know? fine. Well, they got bought five out. years ago. So a hedge fund got them. Alden. I, I, I don't think it's actually totally happened yet. I think, I think it, Oh, they just I voted think, that I yes, it they, can yeah, happen. Yeah, yeah. I think they haven't finalized yeah. all that. For $630 million? Yeah, and one of the papers, the Baltimore Sun, is not part of that deal. It sounds like What somebody, happens there? So like the Sun just said, no, we don't want to be part of it? I think another uh, organization in Baltimore said, we'll buy it. And it's not part of the deal. And I think it was a, it was a, it was like a chain of hotels. Like the owner who owned the hotels was like, I want to keep this local. And so I'll I'll take that part of Why it. Why didn't someone do that here? Because it still costs money. I mean, I mean, if you think it's like ten papers, I'm getting that wrong, but it's like ten to twelve papers total. Yeah. And so if you think about that, Chicago Sun, uh, Chicago Tribune, Tribune, yeah, yeah, Baltimore Sun, yeah, which isn't part of the deal, right? Uh, Virginia Pilot, I think. I, I just don't know them all off the top of my head anymore. Sun Sentinel down south, Orlando Sentinel. But if you think about it, you know, six hundred million dollars. Well, so that means somebody probably needed twenty to thirty to forty million for the Orlando. And the reason Sentinel. people are sad about it, John, correct me, is, is because Alden is known for gutting newspapers. Oh, yeah, yeah right? uh, just gutting whatever I think they they get. Okay, but yeah, newspapers just draining it for what they can, yep. and then getting rid of it. I'm not a business person, but yeah, they're they're known as uh, vultures is the is the term. So who knows? I mean, somebody might look at the Sentinel and say, well, the, the property, although the property is not really worth anything anymore because they don't have it anymore. But you look at the employees and say, well, who can we keep? Who can we get rid of? How can we downsize? And everyone's working we... remotely. Yeah. You know? So who knows? I mean, I How say that. How is that working? Do you talk to your friends there? Like, they're all working remotely, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I'll i be honest. I've, I've been gone for five years, so I don't know a ton of people. A lot of people have come and gone since I've yeah. left. But yeah, they're working from home and they're doing their thing and... I don't know. I mean, a lot of people are working from home. They're not the only ones. Yeah, but it's a newsroom. I know. I mean, that's sort of the the, the benefit of a newsroom is that you work with people and you yeah. get to talk to them. So you do lose that. But that's like any business, though, any office. I mean, that's if you true. work from home, you, you sort of do lose that. So I don't know. I mean, I, the only other thing I will say about it is that... I tried to get them a co-working stuff, like a deal. Yeah. I'm a co-working space, which is like... A third full, uh-huh. right? I was like, just reach out to Orlando Sentinel. Just give them an offer. Yeah. Fill this place with really yeah. cool, you know, journalists yeah. trying to get the beat. Like, what else are you going to do with this space? It's a cool give idea. It for a couple months. Yeah. Nothing. 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 I'll, the only thing I'll say about it, and, and, and once again, I don't know a ton about this company, but basically any company that buys a newspaper, I've never heard somebody be like, wow, this is going to be great. Like, finally, this company owns it. It's always... <laughs> Oh my gosh! This company's going to come in and gut us. So, 
Is it bad that they're getting bought out? Maybe. Is it any worse than anywhere else they've, they, they they've just, owned? They've, I know they've, they've donated them? all their archives to the History Center. Okay. The, the Sentinel. Yeah. They, they have, have a lot of the library, too. So I think I was like, so at this point, you know, just like everybody jump ship, start your own nonprofit newspaper. I, so there, there's some there's some there's some knowledge in that. Uh, a lot of thank you. You mentioned, you mentioned the archives. A lot of times, newspapers, some of their biggest value are their uh, photographs from over the years. Yeah. That a company can come in and say, now we own all your photographs. Now we can license all these photographs and sell them to other companies and and all other, gone now. Yeah, and they'll just all make donated. more money. They did yep. that before the before uh, the purchase. I think huh. in the. And I love that. I think that's so interesting. Most of them, I think actually a lot of it's not digitized. They're gonna, still going to have to digitize uh, everything at the History Center. So we'll see what that. happens. I mean, who, who knows that the deal will go through. It sounds like it's going oh, it's to. it's going to go through. And then you're just going to see what happens when uh, a company like that comes in. I got a Winter Park update. Oh. Did you hear this stuff? I saw the mayor said something on Facebook today. Oh, really? He basically said something about the meetings. I, I, I need to go back and read so it. So in a follow-up to last week, we talked mm-hmm. about uh, commissioners or former commissioner. What was it? Anderson and Sprinkle. Who were running yeah, they're running mayor. for mayor. Uh, there was a dust-up. Hubbub. Hubbub. Hubbubaloo. Yeah. About some comments that were made. Basic, questions that were asked. Yeah. A public a, a question that was apparently submitted in a public forum that the chamber, the winter park chamber, which was hosting yeah. a debate, uh, then posed, which they could have edited and not posted. It's true. And they did. And it basically accused sitting commissioners of collusion with the de- yes. with developers. And to neither shut down of those the hotel two were project. on the commission. No, but they and still, the, but well, they still took offense to the question. Yeah. Well, Anderson, most of sprinkle did not. I, at I all. mean, if I'm not, if they're not calling me out personally, just, I don't know. Anyway, go ahead. Ah, um, and so the commission then, which had actually canceled their meeting that week, uh-huh. then had a emergency meeting. Yeah, these are rich people problems, by the way. I'm to just going to say that. Like, these oh, are yeah. not things that happen in cities that have, no. like, really big problems. They just, <laughs> they just deal with these things. It was literally like they, they had to call a meeting in reaction to this allegations of collusion uh, and, and to discuss it. In depth, and, w- yeah. and what are we going to do to punish the chamber? Which is interesting because at the same time, John, uh, I think you brought this up. They were also supposed to be talking about this 99-year lease oh, yeah. that they have with the Chamber of Commerce, uh, and they're discussing what whether or not it's something they should honor yeah. or, or get rid is of. Is it like a threatening thing? Like we I, might take this away? I think they're kind of yeah, like because the chamber was in favor of that hotel. I think. Oh, interesting. I think so. I'm pretty sure they were. I, mean, I don't know why they wouldn't be. I mean, they're a business organization. And we get we didn't get to talk about this, John. But I met with the project developer uh-huh. before last week's episode, uh, and he was talking about it. And he was so bummed, obviously. Sure. But leading up to it, he said all the commissioners were in favor. You know, then they put it out into public debate, and then somehow with this outspoken, uh, s- small outspoken minority against development they kind of shook all of the commissioners to basically change their minds last wow. minute. yeah really mm. interesting so he's actually just gonna wait until there's new commissioners and then pitch the idea really oh yeah because oh. he's really he's been working on it for years i, I can imagine Wants to see it happen john he put a lot of money into it still owns the property ah. you know so he's like well i'll just wait i'll just wait until they're sell, out just sell it to something worse <laughs> like you know what, we're gonna have a uh, speedboat strip club on the lake. 
Well, there were all- he brought it up. There were allegations, and part of the reason they got a lot of people riled up, John, was because people were saying they were going to have uh, frat parties. You frat know? parties. Yeah, there's going to be frat parties here. If you do a hotel on the water, you can't do that. Get rid of the hotel. What frats are going to come I over there? Rollins? I guess. UCF? UCF? Are they doing it at Alphonse? Why is it yeah. any different? <laughs> uh, come back. We're going to take right. a break. Come back. We'll talk about all the other local news. It's time for another weekly Enzian update. Enzian is Central Florida's only full-time alternative cinema and home of the Eden Bar and the Florida Film Festival. Upcoming films include Cooley High, the basis for TV series What's Happening and regarded as the Black American Graffiti. Kurosawa's Throne of Blood is a story about samurai warriors and a retelling of Shakespeare's Macbeth in feudal Japan. And the cult classic Baz Luhrmann, Romeo and Juliet, where Clara Danes pretends she doesn't want to marry Paul Rudd, is also going to be playing like anyone wouldn't want to marry Paul Rudd. Oh, and they're playing The Dark Crystal on February 28th, so don't do mushrooms and come to the theater that day. The theater has just finished installing a brand new HVAC unit with UV filtration to kill all those pesky microbials in the air and make it safer to watch movies inside. Thinking of streaming a movie? Don't give your coins to the big platforms that don't care about local stuff. Give it to Enzian. They've got a whole streaming service for movies available on their website. Go to Enzian.org today to check out their awesome lineup. This is Erica for Orange County Library System to tell you about these three things. Hepney Nutrition will demonstrate a new twist on that popular legume, black-eyed peas. Cuisine Corner Black-Eyed Pea Salad is a virtual event on February 22nd. Our Food 101 series introduces you to a new topic every month, examining the historical and social significance of what we eat. On February 24th, join us online for Food 101 Wine Part 2. Book structures are not only fun to make, they can be customized to display art, create stories, and more. Based on Rachel Hazel's Bound, Paper Possibilities is a virtual event on February 26th. For information on these three things and much more, visit OCLS.info or call 407-835-7323. Orange County Library System is your place to learn, grow, connect. Welcome back to Bungalore and the Bus. I am the Bus, John Busdecker. And this is Brendan O'Connor from Bungalore.com. Brendan, we got a lot of food in front of us. I know, and my friend Chef Nick just brought it out to us. Try to say his last name. Serpitowski. Oh, I love yeah, it. That was it's like a Polish good. fish. <laughs> I was thinking like definitely in Slytherin. I was thinking like a sunburst trout. That was oh, <laughs> which is what we're looking at. Do you want to tell tell us what these entrees are? Yeah, we should say we're at the outpost here in Maitland. Outpost. Do we still say neighborhood kitchen? No, nope, just, outpost. just the outpost. Kitchen bar provisions. Because they moved over from College Park yep. and now are in Maitland. Yes, you can't miss it. If you go up 1792, you can't miss it. Beautiful. Yeah, so what do we got in front of us, Chef, Chef Nick? what is this? All right, this? so you're looking at a catfish po' boy sandwich. I heard that's one of your more popular items right now. Yeah, we're selling a lot for being catfish. And uh, you're looking at uh, sunburst trout, which is going to have some braised uh, green beans and a uh, certified Angus beef steak culotte with uh, some local brown rice. 
Ooh. and a little shaved zucchini salad. So what, what what makes the catfish po' boy so special? Why do you think people are getting it right now? Why are they why are they buying it? Simple, easy food. Ah, you know, we like that. Try, I do. Try, try not to do anything over fancy. Um, you know, just keeping it straightforward. And those potato wedges are like the size of uh, my ex boyfriend's <laughs> fingers. <laughs> Big. <laughs> and and what e- are these extra steaks? crispy? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what are the steak things we're looking at? All right, so you got a certified Angus beef steak. Okay. Um, it's going to be a kulak cut, which is going to be a sirloin. And the uh, rice is going to be a Jupiter brown rice that's coming from Congaree and Penn in Jacksonville. So that is, uh, you know, grown and processed in Florida right really? here. What's the Jupiter thing come from? It's uh, the, pro- the planet. That, yeah, down oh, south. Yeah. Gaseous. You know? uh, like you. <laughs> yeah. uh, <laughs> Thank you. I am a gas giant. <laughs> you Chef. know, I think they're just trying to keep it Florida, you know. Yeah, he's got a big red spot on him somewhere. <laughs> I'll show you later. <laughs> Chef, tell me, before this, you were at Ravenous Pig. Yeah, I was at Ravenous Pig for 12 years. I opened there. Uh, I worked all the way from a cook to a sous chef, and I ran the kitchen for about five years. Ah. And, and now you're doing this. Yes, sir. Killing it. Yep. Where, where did you learn to cook? Uh, I went to OCA here in o- Orlando um, about 15 years ago. Uh, I worked at Norman's at Norman's. the Ritz-Carlton. I worked at Luma for a year and then uh, 13 years at Ravenous Pig. Oh, wow. All right. All just like very divey places. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> really glowed up here, Chef. <laughs> well, I don't want to talk to him for too much longer because I want to eat this. All right, let's eat it. We'll take some pictures. Chef, thank you so much. We'll yeah. get you back in the kitchen. Whoa. Sounds sounds as good as it. That's, a, that's an saying. Orlando loud noise, not a Maitland yeah, Get thing. out of Maitland. Yeah, go back to Orlando. Thank you, uh, guys. Yeah, thank you. We're excited to eat this. Well, I got to say thank you to Chef Nick. We we took a tiny break. You probably didn't notice the magic <laughs> of radio, but uh, we ate a little bit of everything, and it was delicious. I am so stuffed. Yeah, you're going to take half your sandwich home. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I, sandwich, I didn't try it. The catfish looked amazing. It's delicious. There was the steak and rice one, which was like decadent. Uh-huh. AF. And, and then the fish was like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> delicious. Yes, very good. News. Yes. Uh, a Florida senator wants scholarship wants a scholarship program for descendants of the Ocoee massacre. Senator Bracy, state yeah. senator. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I it's, like that idea. I do too. I guess there's already a scholarship. It's called the Rosewood Family Scholarship, and they currently offer up to six thousand one hundred dollars to students who are descended from victims of the January 1923 massacre in uh, Rosewood or Ocoee. In Rosewood. Because the Akoi one Rosewood was Family not- Scholarship, but it's for Akoi. So Rosewood happened in Rosewood. Uh, I think it applies to Akoi. I think that's, as that's well. what he's trying to do, right? He's trying to expand that current scholarship okay. program to have more money. Okay, because the Akoi massacre was in 1920. Because last year was the hundred year I, I anniversary. Think it's, I think I get it, yeah. but I think the scholarship program applies to both. Okay, I is think. it hard? To, is it hard to track like the families though, or not? I don't know. Okay. I guess you'd have to. I don't know. I mean, that's always that's a lot of the the challenges when you when you start going back, especially with 
people who are blocked, when you start going back generation to generation, I think it can be difficult to trace well, especially families. And then property record-wise, yeah. it's, it's difficult because a lot of those... Uh, I'm not saying they shouldn't do it. I'm just saying it can that's be a That's what challenge. I heard you say. No. Saying it's no, too hard. I'm saying it could be a challenge. Yeah, especially if the records were It's just very hard. Well, put. a lot of the well because a lot of the homes were just raised uh-huh. to the ground, black owned homes during yeah. the massacre, so it's it is tough right now to prove it. Uh, I assume I heard just from my friends at the History Center when they were doing their current exhibit, which is about the Okoe massacre, about how difficult it was to go through and 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 uh, back up a lot of the knowledge that they were you know they get all these facts from people facts and quotation marks yeah. this is what happened this is what happened well you but probably have really family knows. stories and and over the years yeah. things change and but grandma like, dies and you it's don't, not that long ago it's like your grand no. your grandfather no it's it's a hundred years ago i mean that's yeah. not that long so ago. you should be able to i would think you can prove it yeah they had people when they unveiled there was a lynching memorial that was installed in downtown orlando and during that there were families there that that knew that had families that, that were that yeah there. and actually they're talking about the stigma that families live with who are descended from victims of lynchings in the south how they live with this like like some sort of weird stigma like either self-imposed or from communities of like oh yeah your your grandfather really was hung huh. you know yeah isn't that it's just sad the it whole is. thing is just yeah. sad um Hopefully I got a happier can, thing. You want a happier yeah, thing? Yeah, please. Okay, there's a new <laughs> bill that could relax liquor license requirements. I love it. Uh, I've been pro- talking about this for years. <laughs> they, should, they should elect me. What? We got to run. That's true. I Would guess you, you got to. No. Uh, nah. You'd be uh, great at Thank you. I, I don't want to take anybody's place right now. What would you would you do like senator stuff? I don't like know. Local stuff? I don't know. Maybe local. Maybe local, local first. Like mayor? No. Mayor maybe of the start county? on the council. You'd be great at that. One day. I'd, I'd be too emotional. Uh-huh. I would like to run for city council one day. Yeah, I live in the county, so I would have to run for county commission. County, nobody cares about them. What are you talking about? <laughs> Way bigger, more people live in the county than the city. I'm just kidding. Right. Go for it. Will you still yeah, be friends? like a city complex. Would we still have a radio show if we were both city commissioners? Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> probably be more interesting. Probably. Yeah. <laughs> probably have a few more listeners. This developer came in today, and I told him to go <laughs> stick his shoe where his sun don't shine. <laughs> um, a bill proposed by Representative. I think it's Renee Placencia okay. from Orlando. It was oh, yeah. passed 9 to 0, apparently. Oh, that's a popular bill. He's a and Republican in the east side of Orange County. Oh, okay. Well, it's going to allow exemptions from current general law for smaller restaurants in certain areas, like Main Streets, yeah. to obtain liquor licenses. I think right now, like, the square footage has to be like 2,500 square feet. And I think they want to cut that in half. Cut it in half. Uh-huh. And then actually the restriction used to be you had to have a hundred you had to be able to seat hundred and fifty people yeah. to qualify. They're gonna people are much bigger now. You don't have room for that many people. <laughs> so eighty big people <laughs> is what they're shooting for, John. <laughs> no, but they were saying that a lot of people don't a lot of a lot of small business owners who open restaurants, they don't have the money to open a twenty no. five hundred square foot place. Plus they don't want to. Well, and they're specifically working with Main Street areas it, where like those buildings are tiny. No, you think if about it's a historic building, a lot of historic buildings aren't meant to seat more than 100 no i mean you think of it's not in business anymore but you think of somewhere like like k restaurant yeah or even the strands a good example too really tiny people max yeah Yeah. 
They, they, should, they should be serving cocktails. Why there? do they have to make a Bloody Mary with wine? No. It doesn't make any sense. <laughs> yeah. But downtown Orlando had a bill passed for those restaurants, I think, in 2018 that let them do this way ahead of everybody huh. else. Yeah. Which, you know, I don't get that. No, I don't either. I don't get that. There's a lot of, like, the parklet policies, you know, are, are <laughs> meant for downtown. Why wasn't that expanded to Main Street? Should have. Yeah. What a great you already have Main Street districts that want to do that. Why is it just Thornton Park that's getting I, the free planters? That's a good question because Why I Why not in, College Park? I, I think live it in should College go Park. I, I don't I go to Thornton Park but not that often. I want to see it all over. Me so too. I'm glad to see these liquor things happening. Me too. Love that. Yeah. Uh we have more local stuff. We, we don't have a lot of time, so let yeah, me get we do. That. We have plenty of time, Brendan. Oh, okay. Well there's always worried about time. I am. I have a very important date. Mm-hmm. Uh, Florida tourism numbers are the lowest since 2010. As to be expected. We knew that. Yep. Yeah. The industry saw a 34% drop in visitors last year. But you know what? We still had 20 million visitors in the fourth quarter. Really? I know people that came here from New York. Girl, in December? Yeah. What are you doing? They wanted to get out of New York. October, November, December? You're telling me, yeah, of course you wanted to go, but you can't. They did. That's why no, That's why they're talking about putting a travel restriction on Florida. That ain't going to happen. I'm glad we got it, though. Yeah. I'm glad they did come here. I support my little yeah. businesses. <laughs> they uh, went to Miami, but still Florida. Yeah. I'm like fake mad. Uh-huh. Yeah. We, we still need your money. Come on yeah. over. All these snowbirds are here. Yeah, and rightly so. Like, if you were sitting <laughs> in Minnesota and you're like, well, you know what? This goes back to what's-his-face who, who went to Mexico. Ted Cruz. Ted Cruz during the snowstorm. Yeah. You know, all these other people, they're like, eh, I could be, you know, under house arrest. Yeah, but they ain't in charge in Minnesota. Minnesota. They ain't in or charge. Or I could go down to Winter Park. There's two senators in the whole state. One of them goes to Mexico. Yeah. It's all about privilege. True. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I get it. Orlando attracts, uh, they're attracting California home buyers right now. Like crazy, okay. really? they say. Yeah. Really? 170,000 people left uh, Metro Los Angeles. Okay, of right? a city of because of the million. pandemic, and uh, and the Bay Area in 2020, and then a lot of them are apparently coming to the Orlando area. Okay, they're seeing that. Uh, I'll, I'll right? believe that because you can work remotely. It. Yeah, I'm seeing it. I already met a couple people who are really? talking to us about launching businesses here locally. Really? Oh yeah. Okay. California, oh, California. I mean, Fifty-five million people that live in California, so you're going to get a few. I'll that take 170,000. Yeah, no, me too. Why such a Debbie Downer I'm all just the time? Saying, I hear that all the time. Everybody's Let's get excited. Everybody's leaving California. Okay. Yeah, they're still there. They're still there. There's still a lot of people. Well, in you know, California. again, it goes back. What did we just say? It's about privilege. People who can and are able to move well. Uh, yeah. True. Yeah. Or they'll stay and just pay whatever it costs to live there. Yeah, that's more me. I'm uh-huh. like the frog in the boiling pot of water. Uh-huh. Yeah. Oh, it's hot in here. Oh, <laughs> I guess I'll just stay and be uncomfortable. <laughs> uh, a juice salon is moving into Chan's Chinese cuisine. The oh, wait, what's it I, called? Chan's no, Chinese. No, I know that. I the say other, a deuce. A deuce. Yeah, E-D-U-C-E. Like, I got to go take a deuce? <laughs> that was funny. <laughs> I said get a haircut. Yeah, yeah. That's what that means, right? Uh, yeah, yeah. No. <laughs> Uh, Chance Chinese Cuisine It was around forever in Colonial Town Beautiful old building Uh, Looked like a Chinese restaurant Mm, In the sense that the architecture Was was colloquial Representative of the nation Uh And uh, now uh, Hair salons moving in And they're going to make it not look like that anymore A lot of people happy about that or not so happy about it Frowny face emojis, but nothing crazy. At least it's, at least it's getting repurposed yeah. into something. Nothing was really happening. I thought it was really pretty inside. I know the Philip Rosato, the the owner of the salon, is very nice. 
uh, did a great. They've been in Mill Fifty, I think, for ten years over by Taco China. Ah, okay. So, so be, I know where that's at. Yeah, right? All they'll right. be leasing that space out. So, and, and I guarantee that'll get snatched up by some sort of little restaurant. Yeah. Uh, speaking of restaurants, I just released two maps. I know. I, cri- I critiqued you on one of them. Well, that's I asked for feedback. Right. I, really I sent you it. Oh, no. I got. Did I send you a photo or not? No, you did. Oh, I, got, I you started, did a, it. I started did the email, but half, then I didn't finish it. You, yeah. You did a half-hearted uh, Facebook post like, oh, where's this thing? I said the local. Where's the local? But I had, I had added it before you said it, so it was very nice. I didn't see it on there. It's on there. The second time you looked? No, I didn't You just see said it. you saw it on. No, I didn't. Oh, well, I better I need to it. look. A local should be in there. Yeah, they're, so, they have late night food. Well, we have a late night dining option. Spoiler alert! I just said that space, and then I also <laughs> have a uh, a map for places to eat outside. So like patios and curbsides. Ah, well, you can eat on any curb, right? <laughs> <laughs> Challenge accepted. John Busdecker is going to eat on every curbside in Orlando just to prove it can be done. Uh, yeah, you could. And you can, <laughs> like, well, like I would argue, I know most of Park Avenue is not patio dining. Like you're on the sidewalk. Yeah, yeah. Like if anyone needed a parklet program, it's it's Park Avenue. True. Get Canceled the- their their St. Patty's Day parade. Did yeah, you see that? I'm not surprised. Yeah, I mean, oh, another reason those winter parkers are mad about everything. Really? Yeah. <laughs> no, you can't tell me I can't have a St. Patty's Day parade. <laughs> Who are you to tell me? Uh, White Castle's launching local delivery here. I saw that. Yeah. yeah. Actually, I haven't I haven't been able to look at the feedback since I posted it on Facebook. I've been so busy. I so so they're opening an actual White Castle restaurant near Disney. Yes. Which is a big deal because normally White Castle is based in the Northeast. I grew up with White Castle. There was one down the street from where I live, uh, but that you just don't see them in the South. It's mostly Crystal. It's kind of the same concept. Yeah. And actually, White Castle is like the oldest fast food restaurant in the nation. They started before McDonald's. You know so much. I've, I've watched a few documentaries. So anyway, uh, they did come down here like eight or nine years ago. They had a food truck at Fun Spot, and I covered it. Okay. It was the, the, the Crave Mobile. Was it popular? Oh, my gosh, Brendan. So I, I remember this day. Because it was like in February or January. It was, re- it was pretty cold uh-huh. that day. I went out there. I remember telling my bosses. This is when I worked at the Orlando Sentinel. I told my bosses, hey, this thing's coming. We should do a story and a video on it. It's one of those things that are like, who's going to go get hamburgers at a uh-huh. food truck? Trust me. So I go out there. Uh, food trucks parked at one part of Fun Spot. Line is wrapped all the way around through the park. Like, people loved it because they grew up with it. They could only get it uh, when it's here. They can't get it any, anywhere else. And so people were ordering Crave cases, which is 30 hamburgers. And uh, it was crazy. So so now we got a ghost kitchen, too. Ghost kitchen, they're going to be delivering. And there's gonna I'm going to have something to say about what you were just talking about, uh, but I'm not allowed to talk about it uh-oh. at this moment. Can you blink it? Uh Okay. He's, he's blinking yeah. it right now. <laughs> it looks like I'm if you were here with us, you'd see. Oh it. no, I'm just crying. Uh, <laughs> I did see that that the ghost kitchen is near John Young Parkway and Colonial. Yeah, which is right by my work. Because you got to be within a 15 minute driving radius. Where is this place? of it? The Dolan's Virtual Kitchen Food Where's Hall. Where's that? It's uh, it's just off OBT. It's it's close-ish to the Camping World Stadium. Oh, I just so went there to cover. OBT. That's where the Krunkthep Tea Time has their vegan kitchen. Ah, it's actually the city is really trying to restrict where uh, virtual kitchens can open and operate, and, okay. they, and they want them preferably in warehouse districts and industrial areas, which I think is dumb. But whatever, they just don't want it to take up like a real kitchen 
space. Cares? They pay taxes. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> and like, and maybe. And if it does awesome, they'll yeah. open up a, a space. Ask them to put in a takeout window. Like, yeah. who cares? Yeah. Uh, anyway, the city's all about drawing lines and okay. segregating. Whatever. Things. That's why we're not in charge of the city. Well, one day, one though. One day. Yeah, you can be my take vice out mayor. windows on vice every mayor. corner. Yeah. They don't have a vice mayor in Orlando, but. It's chief of staff, right? Sure. That, yeah, you want to be mayor? They're chief the ones of staff. that do all the work. It's true. <laughs> I don't care. I just want a job. I just want to cut ribbons. <laughs> so that's the Dollins Food Hall. <laughs> It'll be operating out of there. Uh, they'll have. They're calling it all their Crave Essentials or something. All the Crave Favorites. All I right. Think is what they're Burgers, calling. chicken fries, and that'll launch chicken on the twenty third of this month. All right. So awesome. Go, go check that out on cool. bungalower.com. Hinkley's Fancy Meats. Our friend over there, Matt Hinkley, who we just did a profile on mm-hmm. not too long ago. I like the photo of him. Beautiful yeah. photos. He looks so handsome uh-huh. in those photos. We do this ongoing series called Eleven Questions with the local photographer Brian Carlson, who I think his next one is going to be uh, uh, Jim Jim Colbert. Oh, all right. He's going to get him in a bathtub or something oh, dirty. Okay. Yeah, because right. he's dirty, Jim. Yeah, and I get, uh, it. <laughs> get it, get it. And so he did this thing on Hinkley. Hinkley now is doing this whole series with actual fancy meats. He's going to be doing. What did he have before? Not so fancy well, meats? They were, but like, like terrines and stuff, which are like fancy sausages and pâtés. And, and sometimes he'd be like, here's an elk sausage. Oh, I'd eat here's that. Here's some boar and stuff, I'd right? I'd eat that. But now he's doing a, an elk lasagna, Ooh. which is going to be part of a whole series that he's doing with, with special meats, like Australian camel, which is an invasive species in ah. Australia. Um or elk or wild boar and axis deer. It's super exciting. If you want to order some of this lasagna before it's all sold out, head on over to bungalore.com. It's going to sell out. I would eat that. Yeah, it's lasagna for two. You couldn't eat it with your wife. No, she don't eat me. No, but she sure likes a mom. <laughs> Hawker's Asian Street Fair is offering a special lunar, lunar New Year takeout option through the 26th. What do I it's, get? It's, a, it's called the Ox Box. It's $36, and it's got six lucky dishes. So, so traditional uh, Asian dishes that, that are deemed as lucky, like spring rolls and uh, chicken lo mein. And each box has these those little red envelopes in them that they give out on Lunar New Year. They're called hungbao. Uh, I'm learning so much. They usually have tonight. money in them. Oh, but they, this is just no prizes. Money, no It'll money. Be like free spring rolls. They should or, have like one envelope that has like a hundred bucks in it. One envelope will have free hawkers for a year. Life. Oh, a year is okay. good. A year is yeah. good. Yeah, <laughs> I think more restaurants should do that where they have like a prize yeah. where like you get free food for a year. I, I mean, like not, it. not. I mean, like there's a limit. Like you no. can't have a thousand dollars worth of food every night. That'd be an you awesome prize. It. Yeah, like, like every once in a while. Well, like even a, a a brewery should have a prize where like you know free beer for a year, but you get like one beer every time. It you even visit. rhymes, so like why not? Yeah, free I would do that. I mean, this is once again maybe why I don't run a brewery. Well, chime it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, speaking of breweries, there's a new brewery coming to the Milk District. Ah, it's called Twelve Talents Beer Works. It's led by Travis Smith. He's worked for a few spots around town. Cool. Uh, he's been brewing his beers for a couple of years over at Rock Pit and broken strings and selling it under his label oh i i i am of the feeling that there is no such thing as too many breweries i think i agree with you i think a lot of like really cool hipster millennial friendly you know creative class towns have a lot of beers they per capita do i mean they're basically i mean if that wasn't a brewery but let's just say it was a bar that opened nobody would be like oh my god another bar 
they would be like, oh, cool, a bar. But some people get all like, oh, yeah, another brewery? Another brewery. Who cares? Those are people that aren't drinking craft beer. But there's no, a lot of people. They, I think breweries are almost like corner stores. Like, yeah. if there's one that's close that you can walk to, yeah. then you will. Totally. And I like that. Yeah. And, and so why shouldn't there be? I'd rather there be a close-by brewery than just another bar that I can get every other beer that I can get it everywhere else. Yeah. yeah. No, you want yeah. something special. I'm Different. Not, and brewery, the brewery community is very supportive of totally. each other. Uh, and I like that. So, yeah. yeah, keep your eye on that. It's going to be over on South Street. I'm waiting uh, for a College Park South brewery. Street, that would be lot. nice. What, what? We need one in College Park, a brewery. Uh, I think the political leadership over there is very no? anti-brewery and anti-bar. No. Which is why you don't have a lot of bars. Yeah, I get it. It's an older crowd that lives in College Park, but mm-hmm. I don't know. It's the political leadership. Whatever. That bar, the... the, the place in front of Edgewater does pretty well. So. Oh my gosh, we're running out of time. Yeah, we got to get going. Uh, Kevin Smith from, remember Kevin Smith, the actor? The clerks? Yeah, yeah. He's, he's coming here with a Moobies pop-up. Moobies, oh. which was like a fictional yeah. burger bar. There's going to be doing a pop-up here soon. Keep your eyes peeled for that. Uh, happy anniversary to the Palashik Museum. It's their 60th anniversary. I put up ah. a not great TikTok of him, t- where you can hear all about this handsome man that founded the museum. We should say congrats to the mayor for getting remarried. Congrats to the, yeah, I love it. Yeah. And then this Sunday, we have Carlotta's Culture Park, which is our kickoff party uh, of this ongoing pop up series we'll be doing in Mills 50. And the very first event we're doing is on Sunday at 3 p.m. with Mayhem on Mills. It's crazy wrestling. Uh, we haven't sold out yet, so we'll probably be selling tickets at the door. You can stop by and take a look. And How much are tickets? Uh, I think they're eighteen dollars okay. and ten dollars for kids. All right, yeah. So cool. it's it should be a little intense though. So it's not necessarily kid friendly activity. Don't, don't not sell. You gotta sell your. I just stuff. they're gonna be throwing people around. Whatever. That's what WWE does all the time. Thank you so much to Outpost yeah, for having us. Uh, I'm super full, and I can't wait to eat all this when I get home. We'll see you guys next week.